moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. My name is Asa Nilsson, and I am your host. Well, seven and a half weeks I've been here at my mom's, getting to know her more, getting to know my nephew more, who lives with her, helps to take care of her. He's an angel. And it's nearly time to go home. I head home now on Friday. I fly out with my husband on Friday, and... What have I learned? What have I learned? Uh, first off, when I made my uh, arrangements to come here for eight weeks, uh, you know, the first the first moments were like, yep, that'll be great. That's no problem. You know, eight weeks will go fast. And then as you get closer, you're like, wait a minute, what the hell am I thinking? Eight weeks. Wait a second. I'm leaving my life at home in Sweden to come to the United States for eight weeks because <clears throat> I saw something in my mother when I spoke to her on Messenger. Now, she is 87 years old, and we speak every day on Messenger video, like you're seeing me now. I speak to her on video like this. And yes, she's 87, and she's talking on Messenger video with me every day. She's amazing on her iPad <laughs> when she's not paying her candy crush. And I was noticing this this kind of um, emptiness and like sadness in her when I was speaking with her. And, you know, she has five children. I am one of five. And, you know, we all do the best that we can. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got their lives. Everybody's got their own things, right? And um, and so my mom comes from a generation here in Sweden and Finland where she was born where you don't want to be a bother to anyone, and I don't know if you have an aging parent, if you're lucky enough to still have an aging parent. But, you know, nobody wants to be a bother. Mm, you know what? That is a Swedish saying like, oh, I shouldn't be a bother. I shouldn't have to be this for you or you shouldn't have to look at me or you shouldn't have to be bothered by me because I'm just over here in the corner being by myself. When, in fact, could I use my voice? 
could I say something like, I really need some company right now. I would love it if you would give me a call once a week so we can just chat and get caught up or, you know, so these are things that I perceive, right? Because now we're getting into my head and what I assume is happening in her mind um, by having a conversation and seeing that she was just kind of quiet. Like when we would speak every day, normally she's chitty chatty and we're talking about this, talking about that. And she just kind of seemed like she didn't have um, a whole lot to talk about and or even want to talk about, which is unlike her. And so that's how it all started that I talked to my husband and said, hey, listen, I think I need to go and be with mom and go be with her and, you know, help her at her house with the Swedish death cleaning and start just organizing, you know, I mean, just. This is what I'm doing for my work now. This is something I'm really passionate about. This is something I want to continue with. So why wouldn't I go help my own mother, right? I mean, duh, makes perfect sense. And my mom is always like, sure, you're welcome to come. Yeah, I would love it. I would love it if you came. You're welcome here. So that's how this started was I'm going to come here and I'm going to help mom with cleaning the house. I'm going to help mom in the basement. I'm going to help mom in the garage. I'm going to clean out all of our cabinets. I'm going to clean out the kitchen and do all the stuff, right? Meanwhile, my mom couldn't give a crap if this was done. I mean, she really, she couldn't care less. I know she doesn't care. It's all for my own sake. And, and also her paperwork, right? So her paperwork, meaning is her will up to date, um, is her all of the living will stuff, like power of attorneys. What about um, everything? Just like all the really super duper important documents that you think everything is clean and clear. And then you kind of start having conversations. You're like, wait a minute, maybe we need to just make an appointment with the family attorney, the estate attorney. Just have, let's have a sit down. Let's have a sit down conversation with this angel of a human being that, you know, I love this stuff. You know, I'm going to, this conversation, and I want you to hear this because this is important. 2012, my mom got a diagnosis of lymphoma cancer, which of course was hideous. And we didn't know she was going to make it. And she was living in North Carolina. She moved to Ohio because of uh, she needed to get the proper care, get the best doctor she could get. She went to the Ohio State University's James Cancer Hospital. And my sister-in-law, who works with James, got her in with the most incredible surgeon, cancer doctor, to help her. And with her chemo and her radiation and got her sorted, right? This angel, said angel like 15 times now, and I say angel because I really truly believe that he was. He was sent from the heavens to help my mother get through her cancer. And um, so that was 2012 that my mother moved into this house in Westerville, Ohio. And since then, well, she was living in New York. She was living in North Carolina, and then she moved to Ohio. So she had a will in New York. She had a will in Ohio. Sorry, will in uh, North Carolina, but she didn't have a will for Ohio. And the laws are different here. The state laws are different. So I was working with an investment representative at that point, um, and I asked him for some advice of maybe, do you know of an estate attorney that we can talk to about mom's will? Because we need to make sure that it is up to snuff for the 
state laws in the state of Ohio, and he got us the name of this guy, this young guy. And I'm going to tell you his name um, because he is here still in Upper Arlington, right outside of Columbus, Ohio, and his name is Brendan King. Brendan King, if you need his contact information, let me know. I'll give him to you. Um, he's He is this, you know, maybe he's 40s now. I have no idea. But he's excellent. He is this wonderful guy who listens. He pays attention, and he listens to my mother, whom is his client. I'm not his client, remember? I'm bringing my mother. My brother and I are bringing my mother to his table so we can talk about, let's take a look at what you have, what does she have, does it need to be updated? And he's like, oh, yeah, this needs to be updated. This needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. And so we've gotten everything fixed. Now that was back in 2012. Fast forward to 2023, where we are today, and when I come to visit my mother, I say, Mom, let's take a look at your paperwork. Let's call the attorney and say, hey, can we get an hour on your schedule? And let's just sit down and do a little, let's do a check-in. Yeah? Yes, that costs money. Is it worth the $250 for an hour or whatever it costs for his time? Hell yeah. Yes. And you know why? Because we discovered a bunch of stuff that wasn't right that had to be updated. So this is why you create these documents and they're considered to be work in progress, right? Having something done is better than having nothing done, okay? So if you have a will, if you have a living will, if you have power of attorneys, if you have um, all of these things that a medical power of attorney, if you have a do not resuscitate, all these different things that are super important to have, which I would recommend you get done today, not tomorrow, um, in any country or state that you live in, have help, have help, have an attorney, have somebody who works with these things, create these documents for you so they are in place when you need them. So we met with this gentleman and, you know, that was just part of the list of the things that I wanted to work with when I was here, right? Seven and a half weeks, going to be eight weeks now on Friday. And what can we do, mom? We can get your garage cleaned out. We can get your basement sorted. We can start going through your documents. We can start going through your belongings. Who do you want to get certain things? And you know, before my mother never would tell, like say anything. She wouldn't tell us. She's just like, oh, you can fight over it when I'm dead, which you know is absolutely horrifying to me. I'm like, I don't want to fight. I'm not a fighter. I don't like to fight. I don't want to fight with my siblings. I don't want there to be anything like any questions or um, which there's going to be questions. I can't help that. But if my mother can make her wishes known today, then we're going to get them documented and we're going to get them over to the attorney. And we did. We did. See, because if I hadn't started to realize that I love working with this, would I have had the wherewithal to do this with my mother? Would I have been more uncomfortable to ask my mom, listen, mom, I think it's, I think we need to go talk to your attorney because this is, let's just check in with him. Let's just make sure everything is up to, I mean, there was other things that we had to get fixed too with him, uh, with some other documents, but you know, it all worked out perfectly. Divine timing? I don't know, maybe. And so all these things that I think that I'm coming here to do, like the practical side, like getting this stuff donated, getting this stuff thrown away, going through the things, touching all of her documents, saying, mommy, is this something that you want? Is this something you want? Is this something you want to get rid of? Is this something you want to donate? Is this something you want one of your children to get? You know, this isn't about me. I don't want 
the things that I'm talking about. I'm asking her, what do you want? And then we write it down. We write it down. You sign each page and we get it to your attorney and then he puts it in your file. See how easy this is? This is a matter of daring to have this conversation. And so I come here and I'm thinking I'm going to be doing this for my mom. So what's also happening at the same time is I'm having beautiful conversations with my mother about her life, her belongings, her memories, my memories, talking to my siblings with their memories, and how interesting that we all have our own version of the same memory, and usually they're not even remotely alike, which I don't know if you've ever, if you have siblings, if you've ever done that, just to kind of talk through things that have happened in your life in the family, and do you see it the same way? That's been interesting. That's been uh, certainly part of my growth this time is what I said last week, where I didn't feel safe. I felt um, that I didn't, I couldn't trust what somebody was saying. Um, were they saying something behind my back? And that's something that I could rely on. Well, because I said it in the podcast, right? Because what I say here, I make real. And if I make something real, then I have to do something about it. And because I did something in the podcast, then that opened up the window for me to do something different in my own life. And I did. I had a conversation with a person that I needed to have a conversation with about that feeling of not feeling safe, not feeling secure um, since a long time ago and what that made, you know, how that impacts me. So that was something really healing in my life that came about because of the conversation and the feeling that I had while I was here. So what's happening is that I am living in real life, in real time, and creating something new for myself in real time now. Because this is mindfulness. Do you know, have you ever heard of mindfulness practice? Everybody's like, oh, I got to be so mindful. I got to get into my mindfulness practice. What do you do for mindfulness practice? You know, like people are like, what the hell does that even mean? What does that even mean? Well, to me, mindfulness means being present in the now, like right now, not living every day of my life, looking in the rearview mirror and wondering, God, why did that happen? Why did I do that? What is wrong with me? And why do I keep making these same decisions over and over again? See, mindfulness, that's being, okay, well, if I understand that that happened and I wake up today with a new opportunity to create something different right now, right? Like, right, I can make a different choice right this very minute. God knows what I'm going to do in an hour, but right this minute, what can I do? What can I do differently? than I've done before. If I feel in my heart of hearts that something isn't, like if I don't feel good about something, what is it? Like identifying that feeling, where is that feeling? Where does it sit? Does it sit in a place where I can do something about it? Can I say something about it? Maybe it's just a matter of journaling something. Maybe it's something I just need to get out of myself, get out of my own being and onto paper so that I can just look at it from a pragmatic and a more realistic standpoint versus looping in my brain over and over and over again, the same stories, the same lies, the same 
like it's like the same routine, same thing as last year, right? Same process as last year, same procedure as last year. I don't want that. I don't want the same procedure as last year if it doesn't make me feel good, right? And if I spend all this time always looking backwards, never actually looking at where I am right now, and to see the growth that I have made in my own life, Hi, friends. Please don't forget, if you love listening to this podcast, please leave me a genuine review and honest assessment and rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It would really go a long way for getting this movement out in front of more people. Thank you so much in advance. I really appreciate it. This is what I have discovered since I have been here in this seven and a half weeks, working with my mother, working through this with my mother, working through this with myself. This has been, this was part of the reason why I came and I didn't even know it because I made a different choice. You see, could I have continued doing the same thing at my own house, doing my podcast episodes every week, sit at home and take care of my cat? go to the grocery store, make sure the house is clean, making plans with our friends, doing, you know, thinking about how do I want to work in the world? How do I extend myself in the world so that I can work with people that I love and people that I know I can make a difference with? I can do that at home and I could do it here with my mom, with my mom by my side, with my nephew in the basement, with my husband sleeping in the bed, with my brother down the street, with my nephew down the street, my other nephew down at Ohio State, my sister-in-law down the street, my sister coming in from New York, her new fiancé coming in from New York, my nieces coming from New York, my other niece, my goddaughter coming in from Tennessee with her husband. I mean, were you kidding? Do you think I would have experienced this if I stayed at home doing the same thing I've always done or the same thing I can do, which I know I got that down. I got that pattern down for sure. God knows. God knows I got that pattern down. But what do you think? Do you think really that I was only supposed to come to organize my mom's closet. Hell no. I was to come here to help heal myself. Now I'm coming into the story. So do you remember when I told you I was down in the basement cleaning up some old boxes? <laughs> you know, the old boxes that I've kept in my mom's basement. This is why we help people to get our own shit out of their house, right? Why is my things, why are my things in my mother's basement? They do not need to be here. Okay, I'm 56. I'm not I'm not six. I need to get my stuff out of here. So while I was here working down in the basement, what do I find in my box? <laughs> you can heal your life. A book that I have kept since 1989. Louise Hay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Louise Hay, but she started Hay House. And Hay House is an enormously powerful and important publishing house in the U.S. I mean, all over the world. Um, they work with a lot of beautiful authors. They work with so many spiritual people, self-development, working in self-development. And this book was given to me by one of my best friends, Tim Chani, and in 1989. And I believe I was supposed to find this book again now 
because I need to be reminded that I can heal my own life. That's my job. So I'm going to tell you something that I believe in, and whether you believe in it or not, that's not up to me. But this is something that I believe in. I believe that we are born into this life to fix something about ourselves that needs to be fixed. That something is maybe um, we want to, it's not working properly. I believe in multiple lives. I believe in reincarnation. I believe that we keep coming back until we kind of get it right and we heal the things that we need to heal. So this book, You Can Heal Your Life, there's actually a part in here that I'm going to read for you. And it says, it's on page 10, the point of power is always in the present moment. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that's true. All the events you have experienced in your lifetime up to this moment have been created by your thoughts and beliefs you have held in the past. They were created by the thoughts and words you used yesterday, last week, last month, last year, 10, 20, 30, 40, or more years ago, depending on how old you are. However, that is your past. It is over and done with. What is important in this moment is what you are choosing to think and believe and say right now. <laughs> Louise, she's a smart gal. May she rest in peace. For these thoughts and words will create your future. Your point of power is in this present moment and is forming the experiences of tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, etc. You might notice what thought you are thinking at this moment. Is it negative or positive? Do you want this thought to be creating your future? Just notice and be aware. Just notice the thoughts. What are you telling yourself? What do you keep saying on repeat? Because what you are saying, you are bringing more to you. What you are thinking, you are bringing more to you. Oh my God, why do I keep saying this? What is wrong with me? Why does my life suck? Why can't I get ahead? Why do I have like the most negative friends? Why do I keep continuing trying to fix, manage, and control every other single person in my life and nothing ever seems to change in my life because I think I'm doing the right thing? Okay, the universe doesn't care what it is that our intention is behind what we're saying. The universe just hears what we're saying. You continue talking like that, what do you think you're getting more of? What you look for, you find. So, because of that, I want to think about, well, if I want to heal my own life, right, that then assumes that my life is broken or that I don't feel 100% in all areas of my life. Of course, I don't feel 100% in all areas of my life. Does it mean I'm broken? No, it means that I'm working through my life. And if there's things about my life that I'm not really pleased with, whose job is it to kind of see that? Tell me who your friends are. I'll tell you who you are. Do you surround yourself with people that are takers or are givers, sharers, have open hearts, closed hearts, walls up? Last week I said that Mark Groves talks about fawning. And there's the when you are in stress in your brain and you feel scared or you feel like you got to run, right? Do you have fight, flight, freeze, 
fawn. My go-to is flight and fawn. I'm out of here. You know what? You're pissing me off. You're saying something I don't like. I'm out of here. Right? The old, old Asa. Or, ooh, do you feel uncomfortable? I don't want you to feel uncomfortable because I actually don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to feel the resistance. I don't want to have to have the conversation that's difficult. So what I'll do instead is I'm going to try to coat over it and make sure, you know, like, you know, it's like a dog. Like when you, like you, you pet the dog from the wrong direction and their hair stands up like a different way and you know it makes them uncomfortable. So immediately you want to like fix it and make it nice again, like, like flatten it down. That's to not ruffle any feathers. Yeah. Do you not want to ruffle any feathers because it's easier just not to have the conversation? Well, you see, my friend, my darling, and I say this from my own experience because this is what I have done. I'm not trying to tell you what you need to do. I'm telling you from my perspective. When I fawn, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Everything's fine. The situation is fine. All I'm doing is pushing the situation over here and waiting because it's going to come back. It's going to come back. This is what happens with these multiple lives and reincarnation is we are here to work through what it is that we keep pushing off and that thing that we keep trying to fawn over, like, oh, it's going to be fine. You know what? Let's not, let's not talk about this. Let's just get back together so everything is going to be nice and peaceful so that we can live this existence of not really actually knowing one another because we never actually speak the truth. And is that love? No, hell no, that's not love. That is not love. To me, that is not love. Not having the conversation and fawning is just creating a false sense of comfort in the now. Again, this is from Mark Groves. What is fawning? Um, I, I don't know his exact, that the word just comes from a Mark Groves. And so what happens when we surround ourselves with more of that, with more people that need that kind of soothing, that need that kind of yeah, don't I thought I thought so. Yeah, that's right. I'm right. This has nothing to do with right or wrong. This has to do with not abandoning the self. If I do not say what it is that is on my heart or that I feel or that I think, then who am I? Why am I even here? I take up no space. Yeah. And if I'm invisible, then what am I in the world? Again, I take no space. I am not here. And every single one of us is meant to be here if you are here. You're not, a, you're not a mistake. There's no such thing as mistakes. We are not a mistake. We are here for a purpose. What is the higher purpose? The higher purpose, I believe, is to share our hearts with love, gentleness for ourselves first, surrounding ourselves with people that believe this. I'm going to show you something right now. So I typically have a candle lit when I do my podcast episodes because they calm my nerves. Okay, so this candle is about to go away. So this is a this is something I learned. When you surround yourself, good morning, honey. My husband's awake. When you surround yourself with people that truly love you, that want to be a part of the solution, your solution, that you want to be a part of their solution, they don't they don't deplete you. Like when you're with them, they don't deplete you. And oh, sorry, my husband's saying something. <laughs> they don't deplete you. What they do is they add to you. They add to your existence. They add to your life. They add to the beauty of the world because they're also 
not self-abandoning. So let me give you this example. When you have one candle and you have this candle, do you think if you take this candle and you light it on the other candle, that the light of this candle is going to go out so that this person can take your light away? I'm going to show you what happens, right? So what you do is you take this candle and you light this candle off the other candle. And what do you see? You see that one candle helps to light another candle. It doesn't extinguish this candle. This is the human being. This is the story of the humans that we can surround ourselves with. Can we light each other up? Can we trust that we can use the light of another to help light our light? And then we take this light and we light it for somebody else. And we take the next light and light it for somebody else. That doesn't mean our light goes out. It means that we have the light and we give our light to somebody else and we pay it forward and we pay it forward and we pay it forward. Now, there are people that believe that I'm going to take your light and it's going to make me feel better if I take your light because I want that light because I deserve that light more than you deserve that light. I really need to have it more than you because you have so much and I have nothing. Um, you know, these, what are you surrounding yourself with? This is what I said last week with who, how do you feel? Are all your basic needs met? Do you feel that you can be yourself and trust yourself in the surroundings that you are in? You see, this is what I learn when I come and do something different in my life. When I get out of my comfort zone, what do I see? What can I see? I can see the world. I can see myself in the world. I see myself as a part of something versus separate from everything. How can we then heal our life? Like my girl Louise Hay says, how can we do some more of that? How can we do the work around seeing who I am? Who am I? Do the work. What's the work? Ask yourself, who am I? If I want to declutter my body, my body, my mind, my soul, and my home, if I want to truly declutter my body, my mind, my soul, and my home, what do I need to do? All right. I need to look at each piece individually. I need to look at each part of what it is that I'm feeling today, today in the moment. This is the mindfulness practice of staying in the moment, just today. What is it that I'd like to create today for myself? Interesting. It's interesting to do the uh, to do the exercise. Get a piece of paper. Get a piece of paper and start writing. And that's where you start. That's where we start. Progress, not perfection, yeah? Okay, my love, next week I will come to you from Sweden, from my home again, and I'll be able to speak in a normal voice, not quiet, not to wake up the family. And I hope that you gleaned something from today and that you can look at yourself and think, what do I want to create for myself today? Not worry about what happened yesterday, not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Be here today and create what you can in this moment, the kind of life that you want right now. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a beautiful listener. I appreciate you. I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kumail Asli for his help with the production of this podcast without him. This would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson. May he rest in peace. Who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.